0: In the service, we'll sing number 180, There Shall Be Showers of Blessings, number 180. There shall be showers. Those mercy drops of love and mercy from God the Father through His Son Jesus Christ to all of us that do not deserve it. But by the love that He has for each and every one of us that is offered to us the mercy of God because His Son came here to the earth and he overcame all things he lived a perfect life and because he poured out his blood for us that mercy of God is extended to us because Jesus Christ paid the price for your sins and how we should be humbled this morning and how we should be thinking about what he did And now am I willing to put my full faith and trust and to turn my life over to Him, to let Him lead God and direct me and to let Him show me how to use the things that He has given me here upon the earth. The tremendous blessings that He has given to this group of people naturally and the tremendous spiritual blessings that He has given to us. How can we use them to His honor and to His glory and to be able to help someone else on their journey here to encourage them that He came and He died for the sins of the whole world that we might have everlasting life. Those that believe upon Him and those that trust Him. And He says, if you love me, And that's that pure love for Him. That's a love for Him above all other things. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Do the things that I ask for you to do. Live in accordance with the way I'd have for you to live here upon the earth. And these are things that just constantly reminded to us. And the question is, with each and every one of us, do I truly want to live that way? Do I truly want to put my life into the hands of Jesus Christ and am I ready to submit to Him totally not just part of the way but submit to Him totally so that then we can have that spiritual wisdom and knowledge that will show us how to walk with Him as we go through every day I've opened this morning to Acts. I'd like to read some there. There's a wonderful story here. And we've read it before, but I want to read it again. It's Acts 10. About what took place there not long after Christ was here upon the earth. But how that Christ took Peter God took him and Jesus and they used him and it was not long before this where Peter had denied Christ but he went out and he wept bitterly. He repented of his sin. And he got forgiveness for those things. And here, God just working very strong and boldly within him. And we can go back in any other two chapters before here. You saw, hey, you could read how the Ethiopian man was able to receive the word by Philip just coming up and talking to him as he was on his way back to his country. But he stopped, and Philip was able to just go up and and explain the wonderful words of God, the wonderful words, works of Jesus Christ here upon the earth. And he brought that forth, and the man believed upon him, and he was baptized, and he went on on his journey, rejoicing, rejoicing in the word. And then I believe the next chapter there tells about Saul, and how that he was. Persecuting the church so strongly. Had a hatred for Jesus Christ. But I believe that Paul wanted to serve God. He was zealous toward that. But he lacked understanding. He lacked the understanding of of what Jesus had done while he was here upon the earth. But as he was on the way down there, that great light shone. All around him, and he fell down. And he says, What must I do, Lord? And the Lord told him, He says, Paul, it's hard for you to kick against my work. It's hard, and it's hard for us to go against His work today. It's not gonna bring us peace and happiness to go against His Word. What's gonna bring us that peace and happiness? Hope and happiness is following His Word. Hearing His Word. Having ears to hear and to be able then to follow it. Paul had those ears or Saul had those ears. He was beginning to get the ears to hear. And he says, it is when he says, who is it Lord? And he says, I am Jesus of Nazareth. And you are fighting against me. Paul was basically what he told him. And he says it's hard for you to do those things. And Paul said, what must I do? And he explained to him what to do. And he went on down. And he was there and he received his sight. When Ananias came in and put his hands upon him and he was baptized. And he immediately began preaching. Jesus Christ, him crucified, him risen from the grave... So that we could have eternal life. Now that's the power of God. And I know that that same power can work in any one of us here today. That new birth that Paul was receiving there. That new birth that the Ethiopian man was receiving there. Because someone here upon the earth was walking with Jesus Christ and they went to these people and they explained what salvation was. And that is my job here today to tell you what salvation is and how you can have that salvation. And let's be encouraged in that and not discouraged. Yes, He may bring some things to our attention that we need to move up in, that we need to do things different in. But let's rejoice in that if that's the case. Because he says when he chastens and rebukes, he does that to those that he loves. So this 10th chapter then, there was a beginning of a new era, a beginning of a new time for the Christians in that day. And let's start reading there. First we'll read just a couple of verses here in that ninth chapter. But Peter had starting at the 40th verse But Peter put them all forth, and he kneeled down, and he prayed. And turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand, and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. Now here was a miraculous work that had been done. This lady had died, and they had called for Peter to come. And now Peter there with God working within him, he kneeled down and he prayed that this lady receive her spirit again. And she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. A work of God. This was not a work of man, but it was how that God was doing such mighty works in those days to help to establish His work here upon the earth. And I know that God is doing mighty works here upon the earth today. Are you able to see Him? Are you able to understand what He has done? And what He has done for you and for me? And just look. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. And it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon a tanner. Peter just tarrying around in that city. God had a work that he was about to do with Peter. A tremendous work. One that has lasted all the way along, and one that now is... is, The beginning of how you and I and the rest of the people here upon the earth have been able to receive that word of God. Because Peter was obedient to the calling of God in that day. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band of the Italian band. Here was a man. And look upon him. This was a man in authority. This was a man like we would probably look upon him today. He was in a military group of people there and he was like a sergeant or something. He was over a whole group of people and it could have been even a hundred or maybe even up to a thousand soldiers that he had under him. It was a, he was, had in high authority and a devout man, it says. "...and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always." Now I want you to listen. Now this man knew nothing about Jesus Christ. I don't believe at that time. But he knew that there was a God... And he was a devout man. He, he was walking, he was trying to live a life that God would accept, not knowing all about it. And he prayed to God. I believe he had some kind of an understanding that there was a God. And he prayed, he was praying earnestly to those things. And the people saw it and they understood these things. And then he says, and he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Now I believe that Peter, that this man Cornelius. Was doing all manner of things I please in another place here. It talks about how that I believe that he had maybe built a, a temple there for the people. But here he was, and he was praying, and the things that he was doing for the people in those days had come up before God. God had recognized those things. He had not been doing this as a show. He had not been doing these things to try to bring attention to his own self, or how godly he might look in the eyes of other people. He was doing it because he had a true desire to know more about God, and how he could have eternal life. I believe that's what this man was doing. And now he's saying that these things have come up now, all this that you have been doing has come up for a memorial... Before God, your works, God has recognized it. And now He is ready to show you a better way, a more perfect way. He is ready to show you. And now friends, that's what it takes with you and I. If we truly want to understand, we truly want to know about God and His Son, we've got to get in the same condition that this man was doing. Praying to God. Asking him and knowing that what we are nothing. We cannot do these things on our own spiritually. But through Christ Jesus we can overcome all things and we can see victory. And when he looked on him he was afraid and he said, What is it Lord? And he said, Unto him thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon a tanner whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Now look, this man, he had a mind. He said, what must I do? What do you want me to do? And the angel just told him exactly. He says, now you send somebody. We had just talked about God had left him there in Joppa. He had performed a tremendous miracle there. God had in Peter. Now, he told Peter, now you just tarry here for a few days. Now he has this man in another city, another town. An angel coming to him and talking to him. Do you see how God can work wherever... Whoever has that honest and that desire to want to walk with Him and that desire to want to know more about Him, He can work with Him wherever they may be. But He will send Him, I believe, to where He can get. I know He will. He'll send Him to where He can get good, solid spiritual understanding and truths being taught to Him. He will be able to do that. He will give it to him if if it's necessary. He says, I will write it in your mind and I'll place it in your heart. Now he had told him what to do. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. I don't believe this man waited around. I don't believe that he said, I'm going to think on this for a few days and see what takes place. I believe that he was immediately doing what he, what this, what the word says here. Because he was in a straight, he was desiring to know something about God. He was desiring to know how I can have eternal life and hear an angel coming to him and telling him he was not wanting to slow down at all at this point. I believe that he was excited about what was happening. Are we excited about what is happening in your life spiritually? Are you excited about the things that, that Jesus Christ has been able to do for this group of people and for all mankind here upon the earth? This man was excited about that. And he called his servants, two of his household servants, and a devout soldier, one that was working there with one, one that he could trust, I believe, is what he was doing. And he told them all the things. And he declared all these things unto them and sent them to Joppa. He wanted to get this underway quickly. And on the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh to the city, Peter went up upon the house top to pray about the sixth hour. Now I could just watch and see how things began to start working together, and these things will work together in your life if you just ask and you wait upon Him. Don't try to get ahead of the Lord. Just wait upon Him, and He will just. His work will mesh right together. And here, he had sent these men to Joppa. The, he was following what the angel had said. Now, Peter, all of a sudden, he becomes, a, he feels like it's time for me to go and to pray. So he goes up on the housetop where he will be in a place where he won't be interrupted, maybe. They on the housetops at that time, they had places where that they could go. And maybe be at certain times. It was almost like an outdoor living area on a lot of those houses, maybe. And here Peter says, well, I'm going to go up on there to where I am in a solitary place, and I can communicate with Jesus Christ. A righteous man had done a righteous work. And what is he going to do? He's not looking at, look what I have done, and exalted in himself. But he says it's time for me to go and to communicate with Jesus Christ. And he became very hungry. And he would have eaten. But while they made ready he fell into a trance. It was not quite time for him to eat. They were maybe making ready and he knew all those things were happening. And he had gone up there. He says I'm going to go up here and pray. And he became very hungry. And he fell into a trance. He was seeing things. There was something there that was happening to him. That God was working with him. To show him a new way of life. That he wanted him to start communicating to other people. He wanted him to be able to spread his word. To a new group of people in that day. And he saw heaven open. And a certain vessel descended unto him, and it had a, been a great sheet knit at the four corners, and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. I want you to just visualize these things in your mind now, you, and let's go back and think about who Peter was. Peter was a devout Jew. Peter had been there, and he had been trained all of his life there that there were certain things that he did not touch. He did not get involved with certain foods or certain animals because it would defile him according to what the law had said that, that Moses had given them that law. And now all of a sudden he is there and he's in a trance and he's seen this great knit this sheet that is pulled up by the four corners, visualize that thing, almost like a parachute upside down. And it's just full of all manner of creeping things, four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air, things that he had been commanded all of his life not to have anything to do with whatsoever. And then there came a voice. To him, Rise, Peter. Kill and eat. And I want you to think about how astonished Peter would have been and just think in our day. Today, there may be things in our life that the Lord is telling us that we need to change. We need to do differently. This is what He was doing with Peter. And let's be ready, whatever it might be, to be ready to say, yes, Lord, show us what must I do. That's what Paul said. What must I do, Lord? And he gave him the commandments, and he went on and he followed them. And let's see what Peter did here when he he saw this, and he says, rise, Peter, kill and eat these things. Peter had never had anything to do with that. And, he, and listen to what he said. But Peter said, not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Here he was seeing something. He didn't understand all about what was happening here. But I believe that he understood. He says, not so Lord. I believe that he understood that in this trance that he was in, this was something that was coming from God. God was the one that was showing him this. He didn't understand all about it. But let's continue to read and see how and what he was able to do. And whether or not he was obedient to the calling there. And the voice spake unto him the second time. What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And that's something I want us to all to get into our mind and to remember. Remember. Whatever God, if God has cleansed it, if God is working in it, let's be willing to accept it. But let's be sure that we aren't deceived by anything, but be deceived, not deceived, but be willing to walk with Jesus Christ, whatever it might be, Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for for Simon's house and stood before the gate. All of these things there. Paul, or Peter, was just willing to wait upon him. And he said, this was done three times. And the vessel was received up unto heaven. All of these things were done. Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, he doubted in himself, he said. Behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquire for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon Peter, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Peter was just thinking. He was looking. What kind of attention? What was had of his attention? Was it the things of the world? Was it something else going on that had his attention? Or was it the Word of God? What had Peter's attention here? Men coming there. The Word being spoken to him. All of these things. And then the men coming there. We seek for Peter. Arise, therefore, and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing. For I have sent them. Now, listen. What did he tell him? Here was the angel telling Peter. He thought on that spirit and the spirit said unto him, behold three men seek thee arise. Therefore and get thee down. And go with them doubting nothing. That's some strong language. And I know that that's what the Lord is giving to each and every one of us today. Arise. Hear his word. Follow him. Doubting nothing. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent from him unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, and one that feared God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned of God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. Then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went away with them and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Do you see any doubt in believing what was said? Do you see any doubt in the men that came? Do you see any doubt in them there at all of what they were thinking? He says, And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man and one that feared God and of good report among all the nation of Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. Again. This is just what Jesus Christ, I mean, what the men had been told. And here they were willing to accept him. They were looking to him, accepting him, and to hear words of Peter. Then called he them and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. All of them just willing to walk with Jesus Christ. Willing to put their trust in what God was telling them to do. Put their trust in what God was showing them to do. Even though it was something very different from what they had been accustomed to. Here was these men coming there that Peter had been trained all of his life to not have anything to do with them, to not do anything with this type of people, to stay away from them. But now here's what was taking place. He warned of God. He followed him. The men came. They all worked together. Peter went back with them. God said, do what they say do, doubting nothing. Are you willing to put that much faith in what God asked for us to do today? And that's where we, each and every one of us, had better be. That we're willing to follow. First of all, these people had faith that Peter was the man that God was working with. They had that faith. They had been shown that. that And Peter was in that position. And they had faith that these words that were was coming from God through Peter. And on the morrow they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and had called together his kinsmen and his near friends. Now Cornelius knew that something miraculous was about to happen. What did he do? He, he wanted his near friends and his family to be able to hear the wonderful words of life. God didn't remember, go back just a little bit and think what had happened a day or two before. He had seen that angel. The angel had said, you send down there and you talk to Peter and he will come here and show you and tell you about the words of God, the words of life. He will explain these things to you. Now he knew this was going to happen, so what did he do? He brought forth his friends and his family. And Cornelius, and as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, stand up, I also am a man myself. Now I want you to look and see the humbleness in this servant of God. He was not proclaiming that he was some, some almighty something. He had just go back in just a few days before and see the miracles that he had done. And how that, yes, that could have exalted him. But Peter knew it was not him. It was God that was showing that and doing those things. And Peter understood that this was a work that God had in progress. And he could have looked upon himself and said, Look, this God has sent this man down here to talk to me, Peter. Look who I am, the great Peter. It's not at all the way he looked upon it. He walked in there and he looked upon himself as meek and low. And when the man fell down to try to just worship him, this man did not understand all about the work at that time. And he fell down there. But Peter immediately said, stand up. I myself also am a man. A man just like you. A man that needs help. A man that is a sinner. A man that must rely upon the power of God. And give him the honor and the glory in all things. Nothing to myself, but to him. But Peter took him up saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, "You know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come into one of another nation, but God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean now here is this Peter was able to understand what that message that he received upon the housetop he says, if I have said something clean, Peter. Do not call it unclean. Peter was able to hear the wonderful words of God. Peter was able to understand that. And he said unto them, You know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company, or to come in one of another nation? But God was leading him. He was putting aside his own way. And says, now God is showing me how to do this. And I am ready to follow Him. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. And I believe God's been able to show us that. I know He has been able to show me that. That He has people throughout the world that He is working with. And that they are clean. He has, there is people throughout the world that proclaims to be Christians that are not. And God warned us about that. But all of these things, he says, be not deceived. But will try the spirits. And if we'll do just this, is what Peter was doing. This is what Cornelius was doing. They had seen this. They had believed and they were willing to walk. Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying as soon as I was sent for. For I asked therefore for what intent you have sent for me. Listen what took place. Again, he says, therefore God showed me this. He says, therefore came I unto you without gainsaying without hesitating are we willing to walk immediately without hesitating when we see that the lord is asking for us to do something in our way are we willing to immediately follow it as soon as i was sent for i asked therefore for what intent you have sent me why for me why did you call for me and Cornelius said, "Now Cornelius is there, standing before Peter, and his word is, Four days ago, I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, four days ago." Look, it just been a few days, but look at all that had happened in that little period of time. One day he was praying, probably the next day or immediately very quickly after that, he had sent them to Joppa. They were there, then they came back the next day, and here he was. Here was Peter, meeting with them. Four days ago I was fasting until this hour and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house and behold a man stood before me in bright clothing. Now he's going to tell Peter what took place. And Peter, so that Peter would have a better understanding of all about the things that God would do here upon the earth or was doing here upon the earth at that time. So here's what he said. And a man stood before me in bright clothing and said Cornelius thy prayer is heard and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God Cornelius your prayer has been heard and God is remembering the things that you have done "'Send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. "'He is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, "'who when he cometh shall speak unto thee.'" Being obedient. "'Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. "'Now therefore are we all here present before God.'" to hear the things that are commanded thee of God. He understood that this is, this is a man of God. God sent me to have him come here. He is a man of God. He has people upon the earth today that he has placed in certain places where they are able to teach and to preach his word today so that people can understand it. And people will hear it, not for money's sake, not for gain of their own self, but strictly so that you might have eternal life. There are people upon the earth that is willing to preach and to teach that today so that you will have eternal life. And that is what my goal is today is to be able to teach and to preach and that you can understand what the power of God is and what He can do for you so that you can have that eternal life. Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And that's what every one of us need to know and understand today, that God is no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, what color you are, or nothing. You have the same opportunity, each and every one of us has that opportunity to know Jesus Christ. Now there were people before, Peter and the Jews, they didn't feel that way before. They felt like they were the chosen people of God, which they were. And God had given them certain things and had worked with them and given them all manner of Eternal things, of things so that they could work out their salvation. Giving them the law so that they'd know how to live. Giving them lands and all manner of things that God had done because they were the chosen people. But here, what he is telling them, he says, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. This was a new work that was happening. And now the work was about to be spread among all the people of the earth, not just the Jews. But it was going to be now available for all of mankind. And listen to here, let's go on and read and see what a wonderful work that took place. But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Now do we understand that? Listen. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preacheth peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word, I say you know, which was published throughout all Judea from the beginning of Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. God was with him. he's telling about what all Jesus had done. And how there he says, now I know that under all nations... Him that feareth God and worketh righteously. And how can we have that? How can we have any righteous works within us at all? That's through accepting Jesus Christ. And that's having that new birth again. Then we can work, have a righteous work within us. Is accepted with Him. The Word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Do you understand? Do you know that today? Have you accepted Him as your Lord? And that He is over all things. That Word, I say unto you, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee, after the baptism which John preached in Jesus Christ... After John had baptized him, and John had preached repentance for the remission of sins, and then Jesus comes and says, "Accept Him, and He will forgive you for His sins if you believe upon Him, and He will give you." He says, "I am going away. I poured out my. I will be crucified. My work here will be finished. And then when I go, when I am crucified." They will put me in that tomb, and in three days I will rise again, victorious over death and Now he says, "I will go away, but I will come again." and when then he went, he came, and he was here upon the earth for a period of time. Then he went back to the right hand of God the Father, his there, the son is, and he is proclaiming, and he is there. For us. Mediating for you and me today. Praying for us. And he sent back that comforter. Sent that Holy Ghost there. That all of us now be able to receive it. And, And they had already received it. Peter had received that spirit of the Holy Ghost. Just a few days before this maybe. And now look what was about to take place here. And he was telling him. Him. God raised up the third day and showed him openly. They had hung him on that tree and he had died. They put him in the tomb, but God raised him up. Satan has no power over God. He might think he can, and he might think that he is accomplishing something, but he's not. His work will fail not to all the people, but unto witness chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. Now Peter just telling them, look, this is what I know this thing's happened because I was there. And he, I was eating and drinking with him after I had seen him on the cross. After I had seen him in the tomb. After I had seen Him, the empty tomb, then I saw Him in the flesh. And I saw Him eat and partake of things here. And Peter could tell Him these things. He had seen that. And He commanded us... To preach unto the people and to testify that it is He which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. Now that is what, listen to what He says. Now He commanded us to preach unto the people and that is a commandment that has come all the way along since Jesus was here upon the earth to that to, until today. And it will continue right on. And I know that that is what has been commanded to me to preach unto this group of people and to teach and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God, that it was Jesus Christ that was ordained of God to come here upon the earth and to live that perfect life, to be ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead judge us in sin, but to give us eternal life and to give us forgiveness for that and to quicken us, to make us new, to give our dead body life if we accept Him. If we do not accept Him, we will remain in that dead condition and we will be cast out. To him gave all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall have remission of sins. Now here's what Peter was just bringing this right to these, this group of people's attention so that they would understand it and that they could have what he's talking about here. He says, but they believe on him shall receive remission of their sins. To Him gave all the prophets witnesses. The prophets witnesses of all these things that Jesus was talking. Through His name. Whosoever believeth in Him. Whosoever believeth in the name of Jesus Christ. Truly believes in it. And accepts Him. Shall receive remission of their sins forgiveness of their sins their sins shall be taken away now I want you to listen and read with me carefully these next few verses and I want us to think about there's a group of people wouldn't have, probably not nearly as large as we have here today but there was a group of people that was sitting there listening to these wonderful words. They'd never heard this before. Never heard about Jesus Christ and why He had come and what He would do for them. And if you believed upon Him, you could receive remission for your sins. And Peter standing before them. Now I want you to just think about the faith that was in these people. That they had so much faith, but just go back. I, I keep We keep going back and, and going over the events that's happened. But they had this faith because in the last four days, look at the events that had taken place that they could see that God was working. Have you ever had those things in your life? I have. I have been able to see how God will work with us. And I know we can all have that. And we can then see and that be a witness to us to encourage us in His Word. And to encourage us that He is real. And that we can be a part of Him. While Peter yet spake these words, listen, while Peter yet spake these words, The Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the Word. Listen at that. Isn't that amazing to think about? As Peter just speaking these words, there was faith and there was belief in the people that was hearing these things. They were accepting it fully that this was coming from God. Are you accepting the Word today that this is coming from God? Are you willing to do just as these people did? Have that much faith? They were willing. And look what took place. I want you to just visualize, think about this miraculous work that was happening. Because of their faith. Because of what Peter was teaching and preaching to them. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. It just amazes me to think about that. And I want to just be able to see and know that that Holy Ghost, wouldn't it be amazing to just be in Peter and them able to see it, to see everybody in here immediately filled with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. That was visual. It was so strong. It was so vivid to the people. It was visible to them. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now here again, these were Jews, the chosen people of God. They were circumcised and they felt like every man had to follow that course to know God. And now all of a sudden, here, they're standing in a group of people. And all of a sudden now, the Spirit of the Holy Ghost has just fell on all of them and they could see it. Their countenance was changed so bright and so strong, they could see how that was taking place. Wasn't that a wonderful thing to see? And they were astonished, it says. Because that these people, and they of the circumcision which believed, were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Are we willing to do that? Are you willing to do that today? Are you ready to let that... Your words be the words of God. And to be able to speak with that new tongue, that tongue, that spiritual tongue, that righteous tongue. And to encourage one another in His Word. Think of how encouraging it was to these people to see Peter and these other men come there and stand there before them and tell them about Jesus Christ. How encouraging that was with these people and how that they could have eternal life by believing upon it. And they believed. And they accepted it. And the Spirit of the Holy Ghost fell upon them. And then they were willing to let their words be the same. They were willing to be discussing it among themselves right there. Letting each other know and see what the power of God was doing in them. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. Peter looked around at his brothers there, the Jews that had come with him. And he says, now you see what has taken place. You see that they have the Holy Ghost has come upon them. He says, is there any man here that would forbid us to bring in the water And to baptize these men that have received the Holy Ghost just exactly the same way we have received it. And He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they Him to tarry certain days. Isn't that a wonderful thing to think about? And see the miraculous work that was taking place there in that day. Such a wonderful and miraculous work took place. Peter commanded him. Peter was not afraid. He knew that this was God's will, this was something that God was asking him to do. That God, there was a new work beginning. and peter was not afraid of all of his fellow people that was fellow jews he was not afraid of it because he knew who was leading it he knew that god was leading it through his son jesus christ are you afraid of his work today are you afraid? Are you do you have faith in the leadership that he has here upon the earth today? These men had the faith in that. Who is the head of the church? Jesus Christ. Not me, not man. Who is the head of Peter? Jesus Christ. Who is the head of Peter? Jesus Christ, God the Father. Where did the Holy Ghost come from? From the Father through Jesus Christ and through His servant here upon the earth. By Peter preaching and teaching, these men were accepting the Word and they were able to receive that. Jesus was able to give them that new spirit just as He has given it to others that are here today. Have you received it? That's the question that each and every one of us should be asking. How we truly received? Are we as these group of men were here, and able for that Spirit to fall upon us and to want to walk close to Him, live in accordance with how He would have for us to live? Not as man, but live in accordance with how he would have for us to live today. I want to read a few verses here in Romans. This is the twelfth chapter of Romans. And I want to just start at the first verse there and read some in here. This was another servant of God teaching to people. But the twelfth chapter of Romans, first verse. I beseech you therefore, brethren. By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I believe that's what Peter was doing in that day. And I believe that's what Cornelius was doing in his day. Are we willing to walk as they walk? I beseech you, he says, I ask you, I am commanding you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now that's what Cornelius had been doing, friends. He was not trying to be conformed to the world. Cornelius was praying so that, I believe, so that he would be able to get away from the things of this world that would lead him away from God. And that's what he is telling us here. That's what Paul was telling these people. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And these people had just had their mind there renewed with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost that's what the people that we had just read about. Now Paul was talking to these people here, the Romans, and he was encouraging them that you be be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what that is, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say. "...through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith." And I want to tell you, I think that those two men that we've just been reading about, Cornelius and Peter, I believe that that's where they were in. That's the condition that they were in. For I say, through the grace given unto me, know, Paul was just telling them, he says, by the power of God and by the understanding of God that is given unto me, and that's what I want to do to you today, by the understanding of God that has been given to me, to every man that is among you, to all of you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. You do not see what Peter did. What Cornelius, Cornelius was looking upon himself as very low and meek. And he was praying to God. And he was looking on himself as very low and meek when Peter came in. And he fell down to worship Peter. But Peter was following the Word of God, he was fallen, the Spirit was, was filled within him. And what did he do? He said, just stand up, Cornelius. Cornelius was wanting to show all humility. Peter was wanting to show Cornelius that it was not him, that God and His Son, Jesus Christ, was the power That He would be able to give to him the understanding and teach him. He says, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And that's what I want to do today. I want to just walk with Him. And not to think of myself above anything. But just a servant of His. A person that is willing to follow Him, a person that is willing to preach and to teach His Word as God hath dealt. And I know, I know that God will give it to us. And He will give us the words to say and the encouragement to each other, to every man, the measure of faith. I know that He does that. I know it of a reality. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the portion of faith, or ministry let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on, on, on exhortation, Or he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, let he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Whatever the Lord has put you in, whatever position He has put you in. And I believe as we go farther and farther into the things that we are starting into, I believe that we are all going to have more and more and more that we should do and that we need to be doing and giving back to our Lord and Savior's people here upon the earth and whatever we can do. I believe that we will have more and more of us involved in helping and working. Let's just be in that condition just as Peter was there till when he says move, let's be ready to move. And let's be ready to see victory with Him. Not going back Not trying to get ahead of the Lord, but wait upon Him. Wait upon Him, He said, and we He will lead us. That's what Peter did. Peter waited. Cornelius waited. But it all came together, and it will come together for us today. Not slothful in business. Be kindly affected one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer for one another. And I beg for your prayers. I need your prayers and I want to be praying for each and every one that is here today that we all Come together in unity with Jesus Christ and willing to lay aside our will and willing to hear His Word and use the things that He's entrusted into our hands. To help others, distributing to, ne- to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. Bless them that curse you, persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind, one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low dece- estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Not wise in our own self, but wise in the Word of Jesus Christ. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals heap coals of fire upon his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Let that righteous work, let that good work shine within you. In your work while we are here upon the earth. Reminded, I want to read a few in John here. This is in the 6th chapter of John. And John had Jesus had just gone over several things with His people and telling them how they needed to live. And He told some of them, He says, Does this offend you? The things that we are talking about today, does it offend you? What and if we? You shall see the Son of Man ascend up where He was before. It is the Spirit that quickeneth; the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. Now that's what. Listen to what He is saying. Take these things to ourselves. This was what Jesus was saying. He says, You're offended in His Word. And He says, Now, He says, I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. Listen carefully. Don't let that be you. If that is you, turn it around. Believe upon Him. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come to me except it were given unto him of my father. From this time, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. When the truth came out there, he said that as many of his disciples went went away and did not walk anymore with him. I have seen; we have seen these kind of things come out, come down. That there's people gone away, and he looked and what did Jesus Christ do to his people, to his group, to his closest friends, his disciples. He didn't change up the way that he was preaching. He didn't say I need to let up on that and I need to preach some prosperity religion or I need to entertain people to get them to come. He didn't say that at all. Then Jesus said unto them, Will ye also go away? Listen. Then Peter. Then Simon Peter answered unto him, him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the Word of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Now that's where I want to be. And that's where I want to see each and every one of you. It doesn't matter If it gets down and and God said when he came back or Christ came back, he said, Will I find faith upon the earth? And he said, It'll be like it was in the days of Noah and be like it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know that there were just a few people that were saved at that time. But I want to be a part of those people. It doesn't matter. He says, There will be a remnant. I want to be a part of that. And I can. And you, if you have a true desire to be a part of that, you can through Jesus Christ. But we've got to have the mind just like Peter. Then Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And I know that's what is being given to you here is the words of eternal life. Accept them, And we believe and are sure that Thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. I believe it. I know it. And I want to put my faith and trust in Him. We'll bring this meeting to a close. We'll sing. Number eight, I am thine, O Lord, and I want you to truly be able to sing that. I am thine, O Lord, number eight. Oh, mm-hmm. as we go through this week that that is our goal to let him draw us nearer and nearer to him oh the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne i spend, when i kneel in prayer and with thee my god i commune as friend with friend and we got that opportunity to know him and to Be able to commune with Him as a friend. I know a lot of times we may be troubled. We may have something on our mind. And we may have a close friend that we can go and we can talk to. and And they will listen and advise us in. That's what Jesus Christ is there. At the right hand of God the Father today. He is the most precious friend that you could ask for. And He is there today praying for you and me that we can accept him and we can live in accordance to his will let us pray to god the father honored be your name Thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for the encouraged message that you have given to us today. How we can see how you will work with whoever, wherever it might be. If we will just put our faith and trust in your Son, Jesus Christ. God, just show us what you'd have for us to do to lead, guide, and direct us. To be able to use the things that you have given to us. How we can help to use them to promote your kingdom. And encourage others here on the earth. Help us to just wait upon you. And put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. God, I ask you to be with all those that are struggling today spiritually. To strengthen them. To help them to see that if we'll just put it into Your hands, we can see victory and have hope of eternal life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.